You are now listening to Hope Changers Podcast. Hello, everyone, and thank you once again for coming and listening to the Hope Changers Podcast. My name is Sheldon J. Washington. I am your host this evening. How are you guys doing? We're doing wonderful. I'm here with my lovely wife, India. And I know I sound upbeat and really enthusiastic about today. And I am. But the reason being is because we're going to talk about a great topic that is um, pretty heavy. Um, We're going to talk, we are talking about what I feel is one of Satan's secret weapons, and that is depression. Depression is a is a big deal, honestly. In my opinion, I think depression is a big deal. So many people are dealing with it. So many people, so many people that we know of have dealt with it, and I have personally dealt with it myself. Um, back in back in my early 20s, I dealt with depression, and I can honestly say that it is one of the worst feelings or the worst, it could be one of the worst times of your life, the one of the worst feelings to have or the one of the worst things that you can ever go through simply because depression makes you think things that you would never think. It would make you say things that you would probably never say if you were in your right mind. And unfortunately, it'll make you do things that you think you will never do. Most notably, it it is it is a like a precursor to someone finally deciding to end it all. And in today's time, um, especially with the 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 emergence of understanding mental health, depression is one of those things that are that that is being um, put to the forefront of people needing help. Um, needing help with their with their mental help. Um, this is a topic that me and my wife, uh, we've been holding off on talking about it simply because of the emergence of understanding it more from the perspective of of the um, from the medical field and understanding mental health. Um, but we're we're gonna talk about it from our experience um, and just talk about it from what the Bible says about it. I came up in a era where anything going on with your mind, we didn't, we immediately said it's the enemy. It's Satan um, that is attacking your mind. Now, to, in today's time, it it's still the same way. It, it has not changed. That is still something that Satan attacks people's minds with. And it's a lot easier to attack people's minds with depression and anxiety and all these different things that we are starting to learn about today simply because of the the generation and the era that we're in we're we're in the era of entitlement we're in the era of privilege we're in the era where everyone thinks that they're supposed to have something I, i that something could be anything you may think of but we feel like we're supposed to have it. 
And when we don't have it, when we don't get it, we get depressed, we get anxious, um, we 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 act like the world is over. And it's the I call depression one of Satan's secret weapons. Because he use if he can get your mind, if he can get your mind, then everything else is gonna follow. So I'm gonna talk about depression before I get my my wife the mic because she has a lot to say. And I think this is a topic that she will she will definitely um she would definitely do well in. But she does well in all the topics. I'm just saying that she will definitely have have give you guys a lot of jewels with this topic. Um so I'm gonna talk about it from my perspective. Uh I went through and I still in in some ways deal with depression, not being walking around head down and um and just being angry at the world 24/7. But there was a time when I was feeling that way. And I'm going to tell the full story. I'm not going to mention any names. I'm just tell the story of my experience. So I had depression. It was dealing with, I was dealing with depression back in 2006. I was 21. That probably tells you my age. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I was 21. Um, and I just lost a job working for express clothing store. Um, it was a, that's still today one of my favorite jobs that I ever had, but I I lost that job and I wasn't in school. I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. And I was just depressed. I had no money, nothing. I was, I was stuck. I really didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. I, I really didn't start thinking about like, what do I want to do? Like, what do I want? Where do I want to go? Like, what do I want to, what do I want out of, out of my life at that point? Now, at this point, uh, like I said, I was 21. I already, uh, I already had an opportunity. I had many opportunities to go overseas and I did that. I went on multiple uh, mission trips with my church. So to be 21 and have already gone overseas and, and seeing things that a lot of people have never seen, I, you would think that would be something that you can hang your head on. But for me, it wasn't. That wasn't the case because all my friends were working. They had cars. They had girlfriends. I had none of that stuff. I was still riding the bus. Still asking my mom for money to go get food. Um, um, asking people when we. When I wanted to hang out with my friends, they had to pay for me. You know, being someone being basically grown at that point, still young, but you're but you're grown, it make you feel like it makes you feel like you're nothing. That's how I felt. I'm speaking specifically for me. It made me feel like I was nothing. And a lot of people felt that I, I they never said it to me, but I felt like they they felt that way about me. So I carried all that around, and I remember a specific time where I had a friend of mine who um, she just got her car, and we were going, we were going out. I forgot where we were going, but we were going out, and I was. She didn't know I was dealing with depression, 
And I was just like talking about, you know, when I want to get my car. And I'll never forget, she said, by the time you get your car, I'll have a a house and another car. Now, she thought she was playing because she laughed it off. Me being down about my situation, at that point, I just kind of like snapped. I didn't flip out and like try to hurt anybody. But at that point, I was like at a place where I didn't want to I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to talk to anyone. I just didn't want to do anything. And this is this was happening while we were going out. We went to a bowling party and I didn't even bowl. I sat in the corner with my with a hoodie on and just sat there and I didn't do a thing. That's how that's how deep down in depression I was. We had a falling out afterwards, but but only reason why was is because she didn't understand. She didn't understand what I was going through at that point. And and truth be told, and truth be told, and I think I've talked to you about this, babe. Mm-hmm. Uh, truth be told, at that point, the thought of ending it all was swirling in my head. I used to like mention it. And I used to mention it in in passing to my mom. And my mom just thought I was just talking crazy. I thank the Lord today that the Lord didn't allow me to pull that trigger. Not literally like I had a gun. I'm just saying pull the trigger, like do something to myself because I was there. I was there and I know I was there. But I thank the Lord because I talked to people about it. I talked to a lot of um, older guys that was in my church about it. And they prayed for me. They prayed for me. And um, they kept up with me. And I and slowly but surely, it started turning around. It started turning around. And, you know, I, I, I started getting back into praying myself and getting back taking my walk with the Lord serious. Now at that point, I was just taking my walk with the Lord serious because I realized that I, I realized that something was wrong. But I wasn't truly like serious with my walk with the Lord. I was just like, okay, Lord, I know you, God, I know you are there. I need help. I can't do this by myself. And the Lord helped me. He brought me out of that depressed state. And he and um I got another job. I got in school at that point. Things just started turning around and I just thank the Lord for I thank the Lord for that. But at that time that was a probably that was probably one of the darkest times in my life. So for those who are listening and hear this. Um, I know exactly where you are. I know exactly how you are feeling. And depression at its at 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 its uh at it, at its worst, it can get there. It can get there. And a lot of people who get there don't come back from that. A lot of times, if the enemy can 
get in your head and really start like trying to isolate you. And that's what was happening to me. The Lord, I mean, the Lord, Satan was trying to isolate me from people, trying to isolate me from people to talk to and just let me be in my own head. A lot of people who are, who have committed suicide, being depressed and, and, and don't talk to anybody, the enemy now has, has, uh, put them in a jail cell in their minds and the voice that they're hearing in their minds, all of a sudden, everything that that voice is saying is making sense. Every last thing. I can tell you, I, I remember some of the things that I used to say to myself. I mean, well, that was in my head. Oh, they don't like you. You don't need them. She'll never date you. You'll never get that job. What are you going over there for? It's not going to happen. You might as well just sit back and do nothing. Because that's all you're going to be. The enemy says these things in your mind to people. He says things. I'm, I'm sure. That's sure. Let's just be real about it for a second. I'm, I am sure that you that you have heard a voice in your mind saying you will never be nothing. You can't do this, or there's no point of doing that. I'm sure we've all heard that. If you have, you are. That's not just you saying doubting yourself. That is the enemy. Doubting, trying to, giving you things in your mind, thinking that is you. That's how Satan works. He works with deception. That's what was happening to me. That was what was happening to me. I remember, I'll go even further. I remember making it, trying to just, you know, after having a fight with my mom, coming downstairs coming downstairs and just wanted to make a sandwich, get something to eat. And I pick up a knife and I hear a voice saying, you should go kill her. I don't know what else to say about that, but I, that's what I heard. And what did you say in response? And what I, what I said in response was no, like that's, like where did that come from? I I had almost like a like a shocked look on my face. Like where that where did that thought come from? But that's how the enemy works. You gotta rebuke the enemy when that's right, like, right. You have to rebuke the enemy when you when you hear that stuff. In Jesus name, yeah. And I didn't know much about the Lord like I know now, but I knew enough at that point to say, no, there's that something wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Now I know somebody's gonna hear this and think I'm look. I sound crazy. Okay. Think I sound crazy. It's fine. But there's many of your friends, family members, whoever you may walk by, who are going through this and they're in and they're stuck in this in this in this room in their minds with only one voice that's talking to them, and that's the devil. You won't know because they won't even tell you because the enemy has convinced them that you don't understand. And that's the final state. That's the final stage of depression. When you, when someone's really about to just end it all. When some, when at that point, nothing that anyone says, they don't even want to talk to you. 
Nothing anyone says makes sense anymore. The only thing that makes sense in their head is the voice they hear in their heads. And anyone else that kind of agrees with what is what's going on with them. So that I'm just sharing my experience. And I still deal with, not like that, but I still deal with moments of depression, you know, because we all go through trials and tribulations uh, still in life. You go through the storms of life and it's going to happen to everybody. So I still deal with moments of being depressed. Um, but I, I, I know how to better handle it now because of my relationship with Jesus Christ. I know when I'm feeling in that way that I have to pray. I know that I have to go to the word and, and be encouraged and fend off those thoughts. Mm -hmm. And I encourage anyone in the body of Christ, if you are going through that, get in the word, pray, Bend off those thoughts. Start rebuking whatever. If any thought comes to your mind that is not of Christ, rebuke it. Mm-hmm. Rebuke it immediately in the name of Jesus. And if you're not in the body of Christ, um, if you're not in the body, the Lord Jesus Christ, yes. there's hope for you as well. Yes. If you're not in the body of Christ, call on the Lord Jesus and he will help you. Mm-hmm. Depression is a dangerous dangerous thing that should not be played with and i encourage anyone if you have family friends if you see a stranger on the street they just look down even if they don't even want to talk even if they don't want to talk to you just say something just say hey are you all right if they say they're fine okay pray for them just don't just walk by someone and they look like they're on their last leg because nine times out of 10, they're on their last leg. And maybe you could have said something that may have saved their lives. Excuse me. So um, thank you, babe, for sharing your story to the wonderful people out there and just letting them know how you got through your situation with like depression and stuff like that. Um, uh, One thing that I did, and you know what, as real quick, (laughs) as my husband was just talking, I don't know, my heart just began to feel like really heavy because this is such a serious topic and so many people throughout the world, whether you are rich or poor, are going through this and they as my husband said the enemy has isolated them um and people know nothing until they're gone and that really really bothers me it really bothers me because you know when I hear of people committing suicide I'm like Lord how could we have helped them you know what could we have done to to help um and and even now I know um a few friends who are dealing with um, depression or, you know, a a bout of hopelessness uh, or I guess a season of hopelessness. And I just want to personally say to them, um, the Lord is good and he is going to help you. You will get out of this. 
and um, the Lord cares and he sees. And for those who are out there dealing with depression, oppression, any kind of uh, really demonic attacks, um, the Lord cares and he sees. And this 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 episode is for you guys. And as my husband said, we we were we weren't really reluctant to do it because I had already when we first started the podcast, that was one of the first topics that came to mind. So I knew that we were going to do it, but we just really wanted to be ready. That's why we didn't do it right away and just jump on it. We wanted to get some scriptures. We wanted to pray, ask the Lord, like, Father, what's the right time to do it? Um, but anyway, I was just in the shower the other day and just asking the Lord. I talk to the Lord a lot in the shower. But just asking the Lord, like, Lord, we, we need to do this this topic um, you know, what do we say to them? Cause we're not experts or anything. Um, but one thing that he brought to mind, the word was a lie. It is a lie. As Sheldon has said, um, when you are in a state of depression or even oppression, the enemy is constantly attacking you with thoughts and the battle is for your mind. This 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 battle mm-hmm. that humans go through, it's for your mind. The enemy is literally trying to take your mind. He's the word says that he is a um he he's a liar one definitely, and he comes to still kill and destroy, steal, kill and destroy. He, you know, so the battle is out for your mind. Um. So anyway, the Lord was just sharing with me that. These thoughts that you are having are lies. They're lies. The thoughts that are being, and and, and it's almost like an assault. Mm -hmm. It's almost like an assault because it's so, it's dangerous, it's fatal um, to your life. It's life-threatening. So it's kind of like an assault from the enemy. But the Lord was just sharing with me that these are lies, and you have to combat them with truth. It's like if you know who you are in Christ and you know, and, and, and I'm not just speaking to those who are believers. I'm talking to everyone, whoever is dealing with depression, the thoughts that are being fed to you or, or what you're hearing are lies. And it's like, if you know, if you know that somebody is telling you a lie, you will not believe it. You won't because you know, it's a lie and the devil is a liar and he's a father of them. And people, who are in the church they say that all the time but it's very true it is a cliche saying but it's so true and and that truth can set you free and it will if you let it because I you know I went through a situation um of I I didn't know what it was at first but I guess I mean now that I'm um outside of it and freed from it I guess it was a um, situation of demonic oppression. I don't know if it was necessarily depression, but it was, and I say demonic oppression because I would even um, not be able to sleep. Like when I would go to sleep, I would have nightmares. Um, I would like wake up with like, just like feel, literally feel a feeling of strangeness I don't know. I, I still can't really 
um, put my finger on it, but the enemy tried to make me think that I was possessed as a as a Christian. Yes, definitely. He, you know, this is this is very true. He tried to make me think that I've even had dream. You know, I was having nightmares and stuff and dreams, and and I would even it would even be to the point where when I wake up, my stomach would feel. I didn't have an appetite, like I lost a little bit of weight, like the enemy, it was literally an assault from hell, literally. And I went through it for maybe like a year, like I would just feel fear walking down the street, just walking down the street, just feeling fear. When I go into church, I would feel fear. It was just, it was crazy. But the Lord, he, he, um, he helped me, he brought me out of it. I didn't know why it was happening. I didn't know what was going on at the time I was married. It had it started to happen before I got married, um, but um, I started to come out of it, or it started to end towards me like getting married or whatever. So when I would go to sleep, my husband would pray for me so that I could sleep peacefully. Um, but uh, you know, during it, like I said, my stomach would feel funny. Um, it was literally just a, a, a strong attack from the enemy. But the Lord encouraged me through it, um, and I, I believe that the Lord allowed me to go through it, one, to strengthen me and to teach me about the enemy. Because if you don't know much about who you fight, you may not win the fight. So it's to teach, I believe it was to teach me about, you know, about, about him and about how he attacks us as a believer and what he wants, which is our mind, and to two and two to not be afraid of him because the Lord's word is true and he says, "Don't fear, because I'm with you." And the Lord was definitely with me. One scripture that he did, I was laying on my bed one day, and um, I was listening to K Love. I don't know if you know if you guys are familiar with that that. Um, radio station, but they give scriptures in the morning and stuff like that. So one scripture that uh, came on a radio and from then on it stuck with me and I knew it was the Lord just encouraging me and letting me know like this is not the end. You will get through this. I'm with you. You won't even be um, burned, you know, but anyway, I'm going to read the scripture and you'll, you'll understand what I'm saying. So it's Isaiah excuse me 54 Okay, no, we. It is Isaiah 43. Isaiah 43. One, two, four. And so this was a scripture that came on the radio. Um, and it always stuck with me. And I knew it was the Lord just helping me and encouraging me um, through this situation. It says, But now, thus saith the Lord, that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel. Fear not, for I have redeemed you, thee. Um, I have called thee by thy name. Thou art mine. When thou pass through the waters, I will be with you. With And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shall not be burned. Neither shall thy neither shall the flame kindle upon thee, for I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel, thy Savior. I had I gave Egypt for thy ransom, Ethiopia and Seba for thee. So basically, that was just the Lord saying, "I'm with you when you pass through waters and rivers and 
the fire. You won't drown. It won't overflow you. Um, you won't be burned. Um, and neither shall the flame kindle upon you. It's like it won't even touch you. Um, and he's just saying, I redeemed you. I'm your, I'm, you know, you're mine. I redeemed you. You are mine. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that just was such an encouragement for me. I'm like, thank you, Lord. Cause, uh, just through this whole, that whole time of me going through that, I just did not understand it. I didn't know what it was. The enemy was literally trying to steal my mind. Literally. He was trying to make me. He was, I, I, and, and some days I even felt like I was going to lose my mind. Literally, I felt like I was going to lose my mind, that I, I was no longer going to have peace in my mind. I was not necessarily going to go crazy, but I just felt that the enemy was trying to steal my, the peace, my peace of mind and steal my mind. Um, but the Lord kept me. Um, he also taught me through that to read psalms. He taught me that singing is um, singing the psalms and just singing praises to him is a very strong weapon. Um, one thing, one of the main things that um, brought me through that was getting up at three in the morning and praying. I got that from my husband because when we met and when we were friends, that's something that he used to do and still does to this day. Um, but getting up at three in the morning to pray is a very, very excellent, excellent, um, I guess you can say battle piece. (laughs) Um, it's, it's excellent in, in prayer, um, so that's one thing that definitely helped me getting up at three in the morning or even five in the morning, getting up early to pray. Because I noticed that when I start to get up early um, and pray, these feelings and things that I was going through, even a feeling in my stomach, I would literally feel this every morning when I woke up. These uh, oppressive thoughts, um, they would start to diminish, literally. Like the 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 if I got up the next day, the next day after that, they when I got up, it was just start to diminish. So prayer really um, helped me through that tremendously. Fasting mm-hmm. also, definitely. Prayer and fasting coupled together is like the best thing you can do. So just through that, the Lord was just teaching me, or you know, He allowed me to go through it because if you're His, the enemy can't do anything without the Lord's permission. Not saying that, um, not saying that uh, the Lord. I guess, wanted me to go through that, but he allowed it, I'll say. He allowed it, Um, and it did strengthen me. It taught me to uh, guard my heart. Um, It taught me that certain thoughts, and I didn't realize this to another friend said it out of nowhere, Um, certain thoughts that you have, you think it's yours, but it's not, as Sheldon said. It's not. You think that they're yours, but they're not. It is the enemy, and he is a liar and will always be. Um, and it just also taught me that certain, um, just knowing, basically knowing yourself, uh, knowing who you are in the Lord and just reciting those scriptures over yourself. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Uh, reciting those scriptures, um, who you are in the Lord. And if, and if you are listening to this and you may not necessarily be a believer or you're like, well, I want to be a believer, just call out to the Lord. Call on Jesus. Call his name. He will answer and he will help you. The enemy is a deceiver and 
he wants to still kill and destroy. And those thoughts that you are having, the way that you are feeling, it is just lies. It's all lies, and you have to um, combat it, one, with the word of God, prayer, fasting, and um, you have to, and, and in the word, in the word also, Jesus spoke to the enemy and he rebuked him. He said, get thee behind me, Satan. So you had, and, and that's another thing I learned, to fight. For those who, who are believers, we have to fight the good fight of faith. That's not just a cliche saying. You have to fight, fight, F-I-G-H-T. That's one thing that I learned through that situation that I went through. You have to fight, and the enemy, he can be persistent, but the word says that if you resist him, he will flee. You have to fight because if he knows that you know who you are and you ain't taking no stuff from him, he will flee. He will flee, and the Lord is your avenger. He's your protector, and the word says that we have power over all of the powers of the enemy in Jesus' name. We have power over all of, of his tactics, all of his um, plans, whatever, all of the powers of the enemy through Jesus Christ. Um, so we can say, Satan, the Lord rebuke you, and he will leave. And and even though depression is such a heavy, I want to say, state of mind or such such a heavy thing to go through, you have to continue to um, you have to continue to pray. It may not take just a one day prayer or a one week fast. You have to continue to do it and not allow the enemy to keep you in this. And um, and and others are are will be praying for you. We here at Hope Changers, uh, this is our heart. This is our mission. Because um, I'm very saddened about people going through this, especially if you're a believer, mm -hmm. especially because we have power and authority in Jesus Christ. And if you're not a believer, I am sad because I've been through a situation, you know, situation like that. And my husband has, too. So we have experience. And it was the worst thing that I've ever went. I've never experienced anything like that. And I don't want to go back through it. Um, it was the worst thing I ever experienced honestly um but it strengthened me it strengthened me and it taught me how to fight um and also uh those who are experiencing because sometimes depression can go along with fear as well those who are experiencing fear that's another lie from the enemy being fearful a lot of people struggle with fear any kind of fear and that's another lie from, from the enemy. The Lord, one of the things that he died for, uh, not just to give us eternal life, he, gave, he, he died to give us so many things, but one of it is to give us peace. That's the sweetest thing that you can get from the Father. One of the sweetest things is peace. And he came to give. We are called, it says that, the, um, the word says that we are called to peace he Jesus wants us to have peace and you know me personally because I've experienced the peace of the Lord before and I've been in a low situation like depression and oppression I just cherish so much the peace of the Lord because it's so 
sweet. It really is. It's just like you riding on cloud nine. <laughs> so, and the Lord wants us to have that. He wants us to experience that. Um, so I just want to give a few scriptures to those who, um, to those who are going through a situation like this. Uh, I wanted to give a few scriptures just to encourage you. Well, I wanted to say first that uh, Proverbs twelve twenty five it talks about uh, where depression comes from. So it comes from anxiety, and I'll read it exactly what it says. For those who don't know, um, I'm getting it. Uh, Proverbs twelve twenty five. Okay, and it says, I'm sorry, my children ripped up my Bible a little bit. <laughs> okay, Proverbs 12, 25, heaviness in the heart of a man maketh it stoop. Okay, I'm reading the um, uh, New King James Version, so uh, where am I? Okay, heaviness in the heart of a man maketh, maketh it stoop, but a good word maketh it glad. So basically, um, another translation says, uh, anxiety in the heart of a man causes depression. But what does it say? A good, I'm sorry, but a good, wait a minute, I'm sorry, I'm trying to get it because my Bible is ripped, <laughs> ripped, but a good word maketh it glad. Uh, so I just wanted to, a lot of people don't know that depression comes from anxiety, um, so I wanted to say that too. And then I also want to read Proverbs 4.23. You have something to say? Not yet. Okay. All right. Um, Proverbs 4.23 says, um, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. So basically, keep is saying guard. Guard your heart, for out of it flow the issues of life. Everything comes out of your heart, your emotions, thoughts, everything comes out of your heart. So it's telling you to guard it. And we guard it by the word of God. And we have to, um, when it comes to attacks from the enemy, we have to um, notice, one, notice that it is the enemy. Because another scripture says, uh, be watchful and vigilant. For the enemy prowls around like a roaring lion seeking who he may devour. So we have to keep our hearts and our minds guarded and we have to notice that, okay, this is the enemy. This is not just my thoughts. Yes, our hearts are evil and, and desperately wicked, mm -hmm. but you have to notice that, okay, this is the enemy and I have to rebuke him and speak the word over myself. That's another thing that will help bring you out of um, depression and oppression, whatever heaviness you're going through, speak the word over yourself. Tell it to yourself. Write it on cards. Sing about it. Read about it. You have to do those things and and help transform your mind. And read in the word about yourself, about who you are in Christ. And if you haven't accepted Christ, accept Christ. Um, Cause he is the only way. He's the only way. There is no. I can't really tell you any about any other solution. Jesus is the only solution. Um, but uh, so so we at Hope Changers, we're we're praying for you guys. We're 
rooting for you. My husband, one of his gifts, spiritual gifts, is an intercessor. So um, we will be praying for everything. This is something that really weighs on our heart because um, we know who, um, we know where this comes from. It comes from the enemy, and it just uh, gears us up to fight on behalf of you guys as well. So, um, yeah, thank you. Before we end this podcast, I just have to speak to the saints. I have to speak to the church because this is something that I've started to see just with um, talking about mental health. Uh, I do believe that mental health has a place in the church. I I do believe that. Um, I'm not going to tell anyone to not get an understanding of mental health. Um, we have some friends that are, are that are really into speaking about that. Hopefully, we can get them on the podcast soon. Um, but what one thing that I do want the saints to remember, and please, please remember this, because I think in a in a in a way we've kind of gotten away from it. If you noticed, we've talked a lot about Satan. On this podcast, we probably said that name probably more than any time in any podcast that we've done so far. If you go listen, listen to the the first 10. The reason being is because the, the Bible says that Satan is a deceiver of the world. He says he is the prince of the power of the air. He is Jesus called him the prince of this world, but he's cast out now. Um. We cannot get away, church, we cannot get away from from the fact of our weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. We can't get away from the fact of um, putting on our spiritual armor to fight against the wiles of, of the enemy. Basically, what I'm trying to say is, no matter how much we learn about mental health, no matter how much we learn about the the medical terminology and uh, and what the medical field has to say about this, understand that this is still a spiritual battle. Understand that Satan still has his hands in this whole thing. We cannot get away from allowing Satan to be um, hidden behind our new understanding of mental illness. And I think that is what's been occurring with the emergence of, of the, of the mental, mental health discussions now, especially among, uh, uh, especially in the church, we've, we've kind of shifted away from everything being about Satan to now being about just your mental health. And again, as I said, it has its place because people go through mental health issues, you know, and and we we probably all had family members or friends who have gone through those things. But in this particular particular topic, depression, this is strictly about Satan. This is strictly demonic, really it's it's demonic oppression. 
That's really what depression is, is demonic oppression. And we've gotten and we've kind of gotten away from saying that. I, re- I remember in particular a lady saying to me, older lady, older lady saying to me that, yeah, um, she was just like, um, yeah, I remember when we used to, to, to say it was Satan all the time for everything. Now we understand that and now we understand that some people just have mental health issues. And that really um that that really made me think like have we gotten away from the enemy that we fight every day? Mm-hmm. Have we gotten away from the fact that Satan is behind all of this stuff? Because again, I take the word literally. The Bible says he is the the deceiver of the world. That means he has his hands in everything. Satan has his hands in politics. He has his hands in medicine. He has his hands in 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 racism. He has his hands in uh music. in music. Mm-hmm. He has his hands in TV. Mm-hmm. He has his hands in in uh Whatever you can think of, whatever you can think of, he has his hands in it. GMOs, the food that we eat, mm-hmm. you think that's not demonic? Mm-hmm. You know the 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 you go back to TV and music, the stuff that you hear and you listen to. You don't think that's that's demonic? They don't have to say they're demonic, but you don't think that stuff is demonic? Just cut on the radio. You cut on your TV. There's there there's a there's a uh on every almost every commercial now there's they're throwing in a little a little quick gay jab every few every few commercials now. You don't think this stuff has anything to do with the enemy? So when it comes to mental health, again, it has its place. Again, we should learn much about it. So we can have an understanding from it medically as well. But us as the church, us as saints of the most high God, we shouldn't forget that that the overarching theme and the one behind all of this is Satan. And we cannot get off of that. We can't move off of that post because the minute we move, You've just now given him more free room to roam and to be, as my wife said, as as the Bible says, that roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Satan hides behind things. Mm-hmm. And that's what that's something that we have to understand. He hides behind, he hides behind things. That's why uh the Bible says that. Satan is the accuser of the brethren. Mm-hmm. I'm going to share something that the Lord showed me. The Lord showed me that the enemy, that that the enemy uh, does things to people, right? So, so he may give you a thought and you act on the thought, you sin. He'll go to the Lord just like he did in Job. He'll go to the Lord and say, look at your people. Look at what they're doing. You're going to forgive that. And the Lord normally does because of 
the work of his son, Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Now, the reason why the Lord showed me this, and this is, this was, this was a vision that the Lord gave me. And I don't know how you may receive it, but I'm going to just give it anyway. Mm -hmm. The reason why the enemy does that is because Satan wants to be forgiven in the same way that we're forgiven by the Lord. I'm going to say it again, and I hope y'all let that just sit in your spirit. He ultim he wants to be forgiven for forgiven like we're forgiven. But the Lord doesn't forgive, isn't going to forgive Satan because as you read in Ezekiel, he walked upon he walked he was the anointed cherub. He walked with the Lord until iniquity was found in him. The Lord doesn't forgive his angels, but he forgives us. The enemy wants to know why he's not being forgiven. And, and we are. So that's why he's the accuser of the brethren. Brethren, that's why he keeps accusing us day and night. He accuses us because he wants the Lord to treat us the way he's being treated. But there's a difference. Mm -hmm. He wants to be the Lord. Mm -hmm. We don't. Mm -hmm. Even though he tries to convince us and some people believe it. Mm -hmm. He wants to be God. The scriptures say that. How art thou fallen, O Lucifer, son of the morning? For you said in your heart, I will ascend to the uh I will ascend to the, what was it? The heavens and the north. I will be like the most high God. He wanted to be God. So the Lord is, so the, so pride, which the Lord hates, mm -hmm. he's not going to allow. This is why there's in Revelation, you see that it says there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with Satan and his angels. The enemy literally tries to storm the gates of heaven and take the throne for himself. That's why there's a war in heaven. That's the deepest revelation the Lord gave me when I was reading Revelation. <laughs> if you don't catch it, I don't know what else to say to you. That's good, babe. That's good. That's a good revelation. He storms. He accuses us day and night. The Lord doesn't believe him because he knows what this enemy does. He finally says, forget it, and he tries to storm the gates of heaven. That's why there's a war later on, later on down the line, probably real soon. I'm saying all this to say, this is the enemy that we're fighting. Mm -hmm. Let's not move off our post to understand who we're fighting against day and night. This is the reason why... He, the enemy, will not rest. And he wants to take whoever he wants to take with him. If in his mindset is, if I'm going down, you going down too. Because you're made in his image. And I want to be God, and I can't. So you know what? I'm taking your image with me. But he doesn't know that hell doesn't belong to him. And he'll be sitting in hell or the lake of fire. All of it. <laughs> all of it. Eternally burning for all eternity. Mm -hmm. 
Now, again, that when the Lord showed me that, I was like, wow. That's still to this day the deepest revelation. The Lord's gave me a bunch of them. And I and I would love to share more of the stuff the Lord has shown me in his word because it wasn't flesh and blood that showed me that stuff. That was me studying and the Holy Spirit just dropping stuff in my spirit. I'm telling you right now, if I share some of this other stuff, y'all won't want to listen to us anymore. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so serious. I'm so serious because it will completely mess up what you have learned in church. I'm not saying that to say we are on some more other stuff. I'm just saying that when you study and you allow the Holy Spirit to show you stuff, whoo, boy. But I, I'm I'm not trying to make it about that. The point that I was just trying to make with this was understand who you're fighting. Let's not move off our post, saints. The enemy is still the one that's doing all these things. Depression is because of demonic oppression sent from Satan. That's still, the Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. He's still doing the same things he was doing before. He's still doing the same thing. Just like what I said about the enemy makes you do certain things and he goes and accuses you before the Lord. And then he goes hide and then he goes and hide. That's what he did to Eve. Hey, Eve, you'll be like God if you eat this fruit. I like the fruit. Then he disappeared. You don't hear him no more. Right. Yeah. That's true. So. Like throwing something at somebody and hiding. And then hiding and pointing to someone else. Hey, he did it. Yeah. That's how the enemy works. The people who are going through depression, he will tell you something and then back up and see what you're going to do. And if you believe what you're hearing, he'll start talking to you more. He'll start talking to you more. He'll start talking to you more. It's almost like he give you little, little, you know, little pieces of fruit just to see if you take the bait. And the more bait you pick, the more bait that you take, the more he start putting out. And he just start leading you like he, like he, like he the Pied Piper. And, and you just following his lead. And the more he gets you to follow, the more he's going to start talking. The more he starts talking, the more he starts isolating you. The more he starts isolating you, the enemy starts showing his true self. The more he starts isolating you. Before you know it, you're going to hear a whole bunch of crazy stuff. But because you believed a little bit, now you believe a lot because it makes sense. And again, as I said before, for people who have gone through depression, who ultimately committed suicide... They got to that point where everything he said made sense. And they jumped off a building. They killed themselves. They say that the Lord said this. And that's what he wants. So I'm just imploring the saints when I'm saying this. Please, let's not move off our posts with understanding who's the real culprit behind this. Please don't move off of that post. Learn about mental health. Learn about the medical uh, understanding of it. Please learn it. But also learn in, in, in getting this wisdom, get understanding too. Understand that that's just the, the, the physical is not the only thing. You're fighting a spiritual battle as well. Anything else before we close out? 
Yeah, so so before we um, end, I did want to uh, just mention a few scriptures just to encourage those who are going through this. Um, I also wanted to say that we want to pray for two things. We want to pray for those who, before we end, we want to pray for those who are going through um, depression, oppression, whatever you're going through, anything, even if it's not that, whatever it is, we want to pray for you. Also, we want to pray for those who have lost loved ones due to depression or whatever, you know, suicidal thoughts or whatever they were going through. We want to pray for those families and individuals who have lost um, loved ones because of this assault from hell really is what it is. Um, so I want to offer a few scriptures uh, of encouragement to anyone and everyone who's listening. Um, I have a friend, for those believers who are listening, I have a friend whose name is Ben. Ben, this is for you. These scriptures are for you. This episode is for you and, and, and all those who are going through a season of um, hopelessness. Um, we love you all. We deeply care for for you all. The Lord cares. He sees and he will deliver because he is a strong God and he is able to deliver um, and able and willing. So don't let the enemy tell you that he's not willing. He's able and he's willing and he wants to and he will. Um, so this is Isaiah 54, verse 17, and this is another scripture that the Father has given me to. And I'm going to start from uh, 16. Behold, I have created the smith that bloweth the coals in the fire and that bringeth forth an instrument for his work. I have created the waster to destroy. Oh, okay, an instrument for... Okay, I'm, I'm going to start over again. I'm sorry. Behold, I have created the smith that bloweth the coals in the fire and that bringeth forth an instrument for his work. And I have created the waster to destroy. 17. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. So I was reading that one day, and I believe the Father has given me understanding about that, and basically is saying, um, when he says, Behold, I have created the smith that bloweth the coals in the fire, um, I believe that is saying, basically, the Lord is a creator. One, he is the creator, and he creates those who create and he creates those who destroy. Um, so he's created everything. He is the beginning and he is the end. And he's saying, since that is the case, no weapon formed against you will prosper. Not, not one. I've created everything. Any, anything and everything. Those who create, those, and it says, I have created the waster to destroy no weapon formed since you since I am the end all be all basically no weapon formed against you will prosper let that encourage your soul let it sink in and let it encourage your soul um and then there was another scripture 
uh, Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And we know that we have to uh, renew our minds because when we're going through a season of depression or whatever, we have to renew our minds, basically uh, detox our minds from all the lies that the enemy is shooting at us and um, cover our minds in truth and fill our minds up with the truth of the word and the truth of who we are in Christ and really the truth of who the enemy really is. He's a deceiver, um, and we must know that. Um, and then one more, Deuteronomy 31, 8. The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Don't be afraid and don't be discouraged. And uh, Jesus, um, in the Gospels, the four Gospels, uh, I forgot which one it was, but it might have been in Luke. He told the disciples, um, let not your heart be troubled. And... It's, it's just great to think about because he says, don't let it be trouble. Like, it's a possible, meaning it's a possibility that it could be, but don't let it. Don't let your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid because he's with us. He's he's here with us. You, you remember the uh, last, babe, you remember the last part of that? Because he said, let not your heart be troubled, nor let it be afraid. I um, believe he said, um... You say if you believe in um, right, if you believe in God, God believe, believe also in me. me. Right? Okay. Yeah. So don't let your heart be troubled, nor let it be afraid. You believe in God, also believe in Jesus Christ. He is His Son. Um. So we are just going to end with that, and um, I have my husband pray for everyone. And uh, if you listen to this and it has encouraged you or you want to say anything to us or you want us to pray for you specifically, um, or you just want to get some scriptures for from us that you need encouragement from or whatever, uh, email us, hope, info at hopechangersintl. Um, hit up our Instagram or our um website we have other podcast episodes on there we really hope and believe we hope that uh this particular episode has truly truly encouraged and even um in christ set people free i pray that you guys have listened to this and whoever was going through whatever has just had a you know a a change of mind but anyway we are going to pray and uh and again we love you guys we care so much this is the heart of hope changers And um, give us some feedback if you want to. uh, And we hope that this has helped. Let us pray. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Father, for all that you have done for us. We thank you for sending your son, Jesus Christ, to lay down his life so that we will have life. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you said in your word that um, you are the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he may die, yet shall he live. And those that believe in, in those that live shall never die. Thank you that you have given us eternal life. 
thanking you that you have laid down your life, Lord Jesus, so that others can come into the fold. If they show, if they uh, should uh, accept you, and we lift up to you every last person under the sound of my voice who has gone through depression, who is depressed right now, um, who is thinking of possibly ending it all or um, just down about their lives, Lord. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that they will, um, I pray in the name of Jesus that you will, Father, um, love them, Lord, that you will um, send people to them that will encourage them, that will lift them out of um, out of the trap that the enemy has set for them. I pray that you will let them know, Father, through your word, through uh, people that you will send to them, that they are loved, that they are cared for, that they are not, um, they're not failures, that they're not losers, that their lives are not that, that, that their lives did not do not uh, amount to nothing, but that they are fearfully and wonderfully made. That you have not made a mistake with them, but you have a purpose and a plan for them. Oh Lord, you said in your word, Father, that before you formed thee in the womb, that you do, that you knew, that you knew us. Before we were formed in the womb, Father, you already knew us, and you had a plan set forth for us. Those who are dealing with depression, those who are dealing with issues of the mind, you have a plan for them, Lord. You have a plan for them that is greater than anything that they can possibly think of. So, Father, let your will be done in their lives. Let your will be done in everyone's life, Father, who is um, feeling like they can't make it or feeling like they want to end it all. Turn it around, Father, for your glory. Turn it around so they can give all the glory, honor, and praise to you and say that there is a God, that there is someone out there that cares about me, and his name is Jesus. We thank you, Lord, in advance for what you're going to do. We thank you, Father, in advance for turning lives around. We thank you in advance, Lord, that you have never, you, you will never leave us nor forsake us. That you love us all, Father. That you love us all, Lord Jesus, even in the midst of our mess, you have loved us. You are the epitome of love, Lord Jesus, and we thank you. In Jesus' mighty name, we do pray. Amen. 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 All right, guys, be free in Jesus' name.
I'm so tired. 